Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 74. Four of the Star Wars Archives, a Utility Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiliverse, and joining me today, he is the Palpatine to my Vader, Mr. Trevor Davy. <laughs> you build him up like some sort of um, boxing introduction. And in the blue corner. <laughs> Uh, I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline page over at utd.com, spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over a thousand Star Wars books and comics. Yes, that is what you do, and what we do here is that, yeah, we we talk about all that stuff that he he has read, and that I have not. So, on today's episode, we had some, I mean, I'm not even going to do that, because I think pretty much every episode... Uh, over the last couple of like months, we just come up with some sort of excuse about this or that. No excuses today. We are Trev. What are we talking about today? What well, you might so, have a better way of explaining it. So on the day that we are recording this, we are two days. Was three days, but apparently Europe has now been shafted with time zones we are two days away from a release of the new ahsoka tv show which is now coming out in american time which is very very annoying because i was i I liked getting to watch these episodes before anybody else it was nice (laughs) i I never had to worry about spoilers or anything i did have to wait hours to be able to talk about it with anybody but still you know now i'm gonna have to go through my entire work day social media blackout to avoid any spoilers <laughs> which is frustrating but anyway yes. i digress yes there's a tv show coming out so we thought we would do an episode on ahsoka at least that was my plan talk about some of the more obscure material that ahsoka's appeared in and then i was kind of realizing that we've spoke about all this stuff already a ton on other episodes and we'd just be rehashing stuff we've already spoke about you know the clone wars comics the legends canon crossover etc blah 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 so i thought how else can we spin this to at least tie in with ahsoka somehow so i thought you know what let's talk about anakin skywalker's other apprentices because there's been a few anakin or or vader apprentices or is there a difference in your mind see now i sooner or later i was gonna have to fess up but yes they are darth vader's apprentices really okay that's that's a technicality (laughs) all right so if if anything we know that especially after like 
be Obi-Wan Kenobi. We know that it's still the same person. I mean, Hayden Christian's back, for God's sake. So yeah. it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's still Anakin's Other Apprentices. That's what I'm calling the, t- the show. That's what I'm calling this episode. Sure. And no, no all right, I legality, mean, technicalities. RDs. I mean, I guess we'll find out because I have, I don't, I'm not really sure where we're going to go with this. I mean, I have a bit of an idea because you did give me some stuff to read before the episode. And I did that. You did do um, some research. Yes. I did some, yeah, I did, I did some work before the episode. So, um, but besides that, um, or where was I going to go with this? I don't even know. Um, oh, yes, now I know. So, um, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong or I'll find out later, this is all primarily, if not all of it, is is Legends? Y- yes. Okay. And no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Well, yes, most of it is Legends. I don't believe... Well, I mean, in canon... It was Ahsoka. She was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice. Right. I don't think he's had any others in canon as yet. Okay. He will. They'll they'll milk that well um, at some yeah. point. So yes, predominantly legends, but not all. Okay. Yeah, because uh, at least the one the story that you told me to read, because that I can still see possibly fitting within within canon even though it's i'm it's legends or something <laughs> well okay so should we start with this one first sure let's do it um let's get into the into the segment where we talk actually talk about the real stuff in this talk about star wars yes yes so in 2006 a publishing company called tokyo pop released two volumes of star wars manga So they were called Star Wars Manga Black and Star Wars Manga Silver, simply because the covers were black and silver. Um, Sort of four stories in each one. Now, these came out, like I said, 2006, so they would have been rebranded as Legends if they'd ever been Legends to begin with. So these were classed as Infinities. So Infinities was still a subgenre of Legends that wasn't didn't fit with established canon at the time just like star wars visions is now so it it didn't happen so infinities was like the legends of legends sort of like the visions of legends <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so yeah i mean obviously as manga um so this this is uh this is what i read and as manga it had a very similar feeling of um two visions like just like the artwork and just like the yeah. fact that it's like this four sort of like fairly disparate stories it also yeah, all over the some place. of it yeah and it also um kind of reminded me uh from a certain point of view um the just again kind of like you know more or less where in the timeline you are yeah and the stories can fit within there without affecting anything else before or after so, yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah, so the story that we're going to talk about specifically dates itself as well, because you see uh, the end of A New Hope, you see the start of Empire Strikes Back, so you know that it takes place within that. Yes. 
And yeah, so let's yeah, let's talk about this first story. So because <laughs> the artwork is interesting. Yes, I, I really like the artwork. You, I'm, I mean, we, we, I'll share this screenshot on the Discord because, like, I'm gonna, I'm showing it to you right now. Like, this is Han Solo <laughs> and Chewbacca, and yeah, Han okay, Solo looks insane. That's a weird example. <laughs> So when I was like reading this, I'm like, what is this? And actually, the first time you see Chewbacca, it's like this. I wasn't sure it was him because he just shows up as this like really long, furry thing, like very skinny, like Chewbacca on a on an extreme diet. <laughs> and and yeah, like, like, I mean, it was just kind of I was like, that's not Chewbacca, is it? Oh, yeah, here we go. Like, look at that. What is wrong with Chewbacca there? His his face does actually look like a dog. He does. He's got like a really he's almost got a snout. But and look at his frame. He's like so thin. Yeah. Like the dude hasn't had anything to eat in a long time. Actually, you know, like he needs some porgs there or something. Um But anyway, so yeah, I was just like reading through it. I'm looking at those at at the, at the drawing style and i was like it took me a minute to realize who these people were (laughs) oh wait that's han like i can see the vest that does not look like him but (laughs) sure that is han (laughs) so yeah there's you know there's a lot of artist interpretation going on um sure so anyway the story in questions is called yes tau um and surprisingly not surprisingly because the entire episode is going to be about them it's about one of Darth Vader's secret apprentices. So yes. the story starts with Vader on a planet, killing some Jedi uh, and finding this young lad. I mean, maybe sort of eight or nine, I guess, in the story um, called Tao. And over the next couple of years, I'm guessing, starts training him in secret. And I'm assuming that this kid, um, he, I mean, I, I thought he was just a Padawan. Because the way he's dressed in there, and he already has a lightsaber, right? Yeah. So, and he's dressed like a Padawan. He's got the the little like you know the uh, braid, training braid thing on. So yeah. So I it'd be easy to say that this sort of takes place just after Order sixty six, but yes, timeline wise, that doesn't really work. That why not? Oh, because he's not because he he's not dressed up to... as Vader yet. And well, yeah, no, he would, but he doesn't. The kid doesn't seem to age twenty years by the next time we see him next. Oh, right. <laughs> he looks pretty, but he talks about being years, though, right? Like, yeah, he looks very similar, but they say, "Oh, it's been years." So you know, so so yeah. maybe it was. I mean, look at Luke. Luke looks about the same age as that kid. So I think it's also just the artwork, <laughs> the the character. Yeah, a thirty-year-old, twenty-year-old. They all look about the same. They age. They all look anyways. the same. Yeah. Good, good skincare. So. Um, <laughs> so he trains him up in secret, and again, that's an an ongoing uh, trait of Vader's is to train apprentices in secret without Palpatine knowing. But then you go past the events of A New Hope, and you see the moment where Vader realizes that Luke is his son. Yes, and he just casts Tower aside. 
He's like, oh, I don't need you anymore. You know, um, the plan was to use you to help overthrow the Emperor, but I don't need you now, because I'll have Luke instead. Well, and... Yeah, so let's let's talk about this for a second, right? Because, so, he's... I mean, him training and having an apprentice, that's that's the Sith way, right? Yeah. That's what you, you're supposed to do. So, well, none of this... What? <laughs> uh, not if not if you follow the rule of two. Well, in order, yeah, you train an apprentice. You, so you kill you your, master, your master, and then you take over an apprentice. Oh, it's the other way. So you don't train first. You, I thought I would. I would think that you would train it so that then you together you overthrow the master. But then there would be three. Just momentary. Well, momentary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but yeah, it's that, essentially it's that kind of thing, you know, and there's going to, we can talk about some of these about whether they really are Sith or Dark Jedi, um, and I don't think Sith really comes into into a lot of what, what we're going to talk about, really. Well, I guess it's sort of like an Ahsoka, sorry, not Ahsoka, um, uh, with uh, Count Dooku and his assassins, right? So, as yeah. Duke, like... Um, what's her? Hi, what am I? Oh, Ventress. Like she's yes. not. She's not she's a not Sith. Sith. She but wants she's sort to be, of. But... Yeah, but she can be Sith, but she can use the dark side. So yeah. that's what I. That's what I was like saying that you kind of like train them more or less because Count Dooku is training her, right? But also, he's not. You know, especially with Tau Vader to begin with, what we see doesn't seem particularly invested in him. He's just a tool that he can shape and use for his own, you know, his own ambitions of overthrowing the Emperor. Yeah, I think that's how it starts, but it's weird because, uh, so the, and this goes back to like where this kid actually comes from because Vader says, I killed your father, I killed your mother. Yeah. Um, hate, you, you used your hate. I killed everyone you know, you used your hatred. And I'm like, wait, so if he was a Padawan, then... <laughs> How would he know his parents? Well, hold on. Wait, wait. So you're jumping ahead because I want to focus on the stuff you just talked about. So, Okay, do it. Vader finds out about Luke, tells Tau, sorry, I don't need you anymore. Um, Palpatine confronts Vader and says, oh, I found out you've got an apprentice, by the way. Here he is. Now you need to kill him. Um, So Vader strikes Tau down, but then also takes Tau his broken body, back to his home planet. Mm-hmm. And that's when he has that conversation. I destroyed everything you love to try and get Tao to use his hatred and the dark side to heal himself. Oh, there's that's when he reminds me. But, but they, there's a training session in the first one, in the first book, where they talk about... Oh, it, yes. That, so, yes. So that's why I, so I was like, I'm not jumping uh, ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, but yes, it's true. Yeah, then at the end, he has that conversation again, like to use the hatred. Um, but it's so some really interesting stuff happens towards the end. So Vader's obviously got feelings for Tau yes. because he does take him back to that planet. Right. And he is upset that Tau might die. And then he gets attacked by a deranged Tuscan <laughs> just yes. out of nowhere. Who, who well, yeah, because Tuscan talks right so the tuscan yeah. i mean or or maybe that's just like translated for our benefit but the tuscan is 
talking and that Tuscan has been ch- looking for Anakin. My 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 assumption or how I read it was that since Anakin killed all the Tuscan Raiders yeah, in, in the prequels, this guy has been on a revenge mission trying to yep. find halfway Anakin. around the galaxy. Yes, and he finally. So I'm like, oh, so Tuscan Raiders, I guess they do have ships and they can fly around, and they. <laughs> so and then this guy just found Vader. And, and, and to somehow find knows that Anakin is Vader, uh-huh. or Vader is Anakin. Exactly. You know, that's not public information. <laughs> no, no, he know he knew it all along, and he fights pretty well. Like yeah. he, he was. So he like... does the, he does the helmet smash thing. So he, mm-hmm. so I was rewatching. Um, I've rewatched a load of episodes of Rebels yesterday, ready uh-huh. for Ahsoka. And you've got the Twilight of the Apprentice, where you know. Vader gets his helmet cracked. Um, the yeah. same thing happens in Obi Wan yes. Kenobi. The same thing happens yes. in this story. Yeah. Is that helmet From... just made of like butter? <laughs> it seems really <laughs> easy to break. I mean, look, we we know that especially with a Gaddafi stick, the armor that the stormtroopers wear doesn't do anything. So I yeah. always just assume it's made out of the same material. It's just really crappy, brittle plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, if, you know, if, if you're wearing those, the, that armor, and it doesn't even stop a blaster bolt, like, it's, it, it's really just for show. Yeah, I mean, right? even um, Wookiees can survive blaster bolts. Look at Black Cassantin. <laughs> exactly. So, these are terrible. So, we, you know, the, the Empire, you know, they... In fact, maybe the armor amplifies it and makes it worse. Possibly. They, the... The um the empire just is very concerned about money, and they don't want to spend any. Yeah. On not even on Vader. Armor. Not even on Vader. Uh, I mean, it, it probably also is because it it adds to his pain, right? It's all very much on purpose. So yes. That he can feel the pain, and then he can, you know, if if his helmet cracks, then he's get some like oxygen in there, and that probably hurts him because it's not in his like little like nice little sauna. So. Yeah. Um. You know, I it's all it's all very purposeful. It's it's <laughs> this is why. So, but just to bounce backwards from a Tuscan. So we we're talking about yes. the terrible Han and Chewie art. You see, you see Vader with his helmet off in his meditation sphere, yes. in a conversation with Tao, and that art's really good. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. Um. There's a moment where Tao says, "Oh, you're smiling." And yeah, that was you're really happy to see. Yeah, it's like wait, what? But he's like normally also like even... sad and grim, but you seem really I know. happy. Which is and just after is... he's found out about Luke. No, it's before. Is it? Yes, he has a feeling. He doesn't know what it is yet. Ah, oh, so that's what's okay. On. So, so it's all because that's all. In, yeah, that's all part of the first one. But in the second one, I so I have this up because I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> the 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 wording here when Vader finds out that. It's Luke and who Luke is. Um, but, you know, he goes like, it's him. Uh, it must be. There's no doubt. Whatever. Um, and then he says, he's an exceptional pilot. They, in- <laughs> He has innate strength with the force. My child survived. The child I fathered with Padme is alive. <laughs> and, then he's like, and then, ha, 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 ha. He even looks like me at that age, though I could also see some of Padme. Unbelievable! Just you wait, Luke Skywalker. I'm coming for you, my son. <laughs> like, 
very like, dramatic. Oh. It's very dramatic. Um, definitely does not. This like Vader is a stoic villain, and that's something that I'll credit. You know, the Vader comic book like series that have been coming out since like 2015, right? That's when they started yeah. uh, on. Uh, like those have been excellent, and I think it's because they're able to show emotion without many words so there's just like there's there's this one panel that i've always loved from that that original run where when vader does find out about who luke is and the the frame is just kind of like close up on his like well quote unquote face just his helmet and then and then the next uh frame is from right outside the ship and it shows the glass being like all cracked yeah cracking yeah Right, and then that's so you so to me that said so much without saying anything, right? Just you know, and and I think that's like one thing that I I found throughout a lot of these comics where it's like everything is just very very overly dramatic because like I don't you know you can't I mean Vader is a hard character to I would I would assume is a hard character to draw in a comic book because. It's drawing, and then and you have to write the speech bubbles. Yeah, so how you do you do that when you can't see his face? Information, exactly. But if you can't see his face, you have a helmet. How do you do it? Yeah, and I think that's what this comic or this manga does. That feels very much not part of like canon or something. And also, they, they do um, if like you'll see that each character has different lettering style for their speech mm-hmm. bubbles. So the emp- the emperors is all like scrawled and stuff, and yes. Vader's block capitals, big, you know, with ultra, ultra, ultra bold on. Yes, Taos is more of your their traditional comic book font. Yeah, it looks like, um, and then the Tuscan Raider also had a really fun little like font. But anyways, no, I mean, um, I it feels like I'm like you know, dissing these two comics that you or manga that you sent me but i mean they were definitely they were they were interesting and fun it's just like yeah there were a handful of moments where i just started laughing because it felt so out of character um (laughs) but what this particular one does really well is so vader's attacked by the tuscan um yeah tau saves him but then dies yes you know after calling darth vader father you know i will save you father or words to that effect Yes. So Vader buries him. Well, in fact, there's a Vader's crying in one of the panels. Yes. You literally yeah. see through his cheap ass broken helmet, um, tears falling down his face. Yeah. And then he goes back to Tatooine, and yes. he's basically saying, "I'm back on Tatooine. You know, never thought I'd come back. Yeah. I know my son's alive. I'm gonna find him. You know, and he's." He's literally recreating the pose, Luke's pose from yes. Star Wars when he's looking at the two, the twin sons. And then it goes straight into Empire. So what this comic's actually doing is showing the emotional journey that Vader goes on yeah. once he knows Luke's alive and, you know, what eventually leads to the end of Return of a Jedi. And that's a bold move for, you know... A, Oh yeah, eighteen-page manga comic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, and I also to what he when he comes back to Tatooine, and um, it's really interesting that he also he 
he says. But now I have hope. Luke Skywalker, yeah. my son, the new hope. So yeah. even just kind of like that, the, the that so not that to me that was excellent use of like of the dialogue there because then it obviously just ties it very much to you know the title of the movie and everything. Um, and then the next the next sheet being or next page is yeah being in Hoth. So um, yeah, I was I would want actually kind of want another one of these, but to see what happens when he finds out that leia is his daughter as well yeah so like it would just be interesting are these the only two that were written well we see that on screen in return of a jedi we we see the moment that vader finds out but i can't but i want it like i want it expressed the same way (laughs) (laughs) but yes these are the only the only two and um for anyone who you know that this appeals to you really should check them out it's a very mixed bag as jose has found out over the last couple of days um But there's, you know, there's some quite kooky stories, but there's other ones. There's like, like I said, there's four or five in each. Um, so there's one about Jar Jar mopping floors on a tentative floor. Not well, Jar Jar. No, Jar So um, this one's great, actually. Because <laughs> it's... Um, you get, so you get a sassy... You get, well, it's Jar Jar's son. And he is dressed up as Leia. So you get him, so he has, like, the white cloak, and he's, like, all standing, like, I guess trying to be effeminate or something, <laughs> but he's just, like, all, like, standing all, like, like that, and then he takes off his hood, and he's, like, and, and Vader goes, Jar Jar Binks? And, and he's, like, oh, no, <laughs> not Nusa Jar Jar Binks. I'm his son. Like, and I'm, like, oh, my God. And so yeah, that's this out whole comic book written with you know like like it's like you know it says jar jar's son but the whole thing is this was a plan by the rebels um this is attentive five yes not the four (laughs) so his whole plan was just to help the ambassador uh like get you know get a head start so it took and then it's like an hour later uh, the, the Empire reaches Tantive Four or something, so they just delayed it by like an hour. Um, so you know, this this is what happened between Rogue One and A New Hope. Yes, exactly. So they got into the the wrong. Well, actually, no, it's still all within Rogue One, right? Because you do see Vader board the Tantive Four. No, he boards the ship that's holding the Tantive Four because the Tantive escapes. Oh, right, right, right. So, so then, obviously, they tried to track it, but find Jar Jar's son first. <laughs> yes, yes. So, because, you know, it's, the ship looks exactly the same, and it's almost the same name. But, anyways, that was a really inter- interesting story. Another great one of why this is worth reading or looking through is the fact that R2-D2 has a tiny little lightsaber in which he fights <laughs> Vader yes. with. Yes. Um, so, cause I think there's always been the question, right? Or the meme about how like R2 is a jerk. Cause he, <laughs> like he knew his, his memory never got wiped. So he knows who Anakin is. He knows the whole story. He knew who Yoda was. Right. But 3PO has an excuse because 3PO gets his memory wiped over and over yeah. again. Right. So, um, but in this, in this like story, then 3PO or Vader tells 3PO, I am your creator. Like, so he fa- like he tells him that 
he knows who he is. And R2 then takes out, I mean, I guess we know that he can, he has space somewhere in there for a lightsaber, but he takes out a little lightsaber and he's fighting Vader, which is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the artwork of that is freaking insane that like R2 is just floating fighting Vader with his lightsaber. So Yeah, I think I think one of my other favorites is um it's called Dear Anakin and it's basically letters from um Kitzler, Kitzer, you know, one of mm-hmm. Anakin's childhood friends basically saying, you know, we've followed your exploits around the around the galaxy since you left, which is, you mm-hmm. know, really cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then there's the other one that is not related to Vader at all, but there's a, a Grievous story, but it's like a Gre- uh, General Grievous before he became like bionic and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and again, so these are infinities, so they didn't even count within the Legends timeline. Um, yeah. But, it's, you know, it's, it's a really good read. So again, if you want to check it out, it's uh, Manga Black and Manga Silver, yeah. published by Tokyo Pop. Yep. And uh, so is this what you were saying, that maybe not all of them are legends? Yes. Okay. And, <laughs> so and I was we'll like, get, oh. We'll, you know, we'll come even more down that road in a bit. Okay. Um, okay. But back to proper legends then. So this is probably Vader's most famous secret apprentice. Mm-hmm. And that's Galen Marek from the Force Unleashed games. Oh, yeah. I never played that, but I, I'm... I'm familiar. I had friends that played it, so and I'm the, sure we've said that before. <laughs> yeah, the first one's really, really good. The second one was a bit rushed, and it's not as mm. good. Um, but again, a very similar story to Tao. So Vader basically goes to. Um, so Galen's family are hiding out on Kashyyyk post Order sixty six. Uh, mm-hmm. Vader goes there, kills his dad in front of Galen. Galen confronts Vader with a lightsaber. And Vader's basically like, hmm, I think I'll keep you. And then trains him in secret for like the next however many how does, years. How does Galen have a, a lightsaber? Because his dad was a Jedi. So they probably oh. just had one lying around the house. So his dad was a Jedi in hiding, I guess? Yes, yeah. Okay. So he, so once he, he leaves, or Order 66 happens, he decides to be like well there's no more jedi so i guess i can have kids now yeah yeah maybe <laughs> fair enough so you know he's, he's hiding out and then i think galen tries to use the force on vader or something it's been a while uh since i've seen him but we should also mention that it's not just the games you had the novel the the comics it was all mm-hmm. a big interconnected story between all the the three mediums and you kind of had to read everything to get the whole story um yeah. So anyway, so Vader trains uh, Galen up in secret, becomes known as Starkiller. He's a secret apprentice. You do a bunch of missions as Starkiller or levels in the game. He even kills Shakti because she's hiding out on Felucia. So oh. she's hid there since Order 66. He goes there to, to kill her. He um, kills a weird Jedi that lives in a junkyard. Um but eventually, again, go on. I can see you want to say something. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm just trying because um, it's just been a minute since, like, so for 
Force Unleashed. Are, so you are always a villain, or do you get to choose how? No, like... you start as a villain, and okay. then his story progresses from there. Um, you don't have a choice really, though. Like no, you, you, no. you're always it's, meant it's to linear become... storytelling. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Eric, sorry, sorry, sorry to jump in. Just like wanted to That's clarify good. that. Okay. Keep, keep going. So um, very similar to Tao, Palpatine finds out about the Secret Apprentice and tells Vader mm-hmm. to kill him. <laughs> so. Yeah. Vader does, and, well, shoots him out of an airlock, but then does save him and have him rebuilt. Uh, Sends him on to basically infiltrate the rebels, which he does, under the, you know, kind of under the guise of, oh, Vader tried to kill me, he's not my buddy anymore, so I'm going to come and help you guys, but secretly still working for Vader. Uh, Mm -hmm. And eventually he has a vision of how he ended up in Vader's service. So his parents being killed and everything. And that kind of solidifies his turn to the light side then. And then he's actively helping the rebels. In fact, he basically starts the rebellion by getting Bail Organa and Mon Mothma together to sign a treaty. Oh, okay. Um, And then at the end of the game, he fights Vader and Palpatine on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. But dies, <laughs> basically. The end. You see him die in the game. He basically. I think he kind of sacrifices himself to allow the rebels to escape because they'd been captured and taken prisoner on the Death Star. Oh. So then he becomes a martyr. Okay. All right. But then he was also cloned. Oh. Afterwards. Is this a sequel to the story? Yes. Video game? So then okay. Vader was cloning him so he could still have a secret apprentice. Because um, his his, Vader's whole plan was, or Starkiller's idea of what the plan was, but was that they were going to overthrow the Emperor together. Yeah. And then Vader kind of t- tells him, actually, that was never the plan. I've just been using you since day one. And that's when yeah. he had the, has the vision and so on and so forth. Anyway, so he... Cl- clones him and then the clone isn't sure whether he's a clone or not and that's basically the second story of the cloned star killer leaving Vader's service and still working for rebellion but then there's another clone who doesn't have the memories so he is just a force sensitive clone apprentice and uh-huh. then the there's a light side and a dark side ending to the game. And on the dark side one, the third clone has been watching it the whole time and he kills the main character clone. <laughs> okay. It, it was okay. a bit confusing that, the second game. Well, maybe that's the light side and dark side endings or that you were mentioned. Maybe that's what I was thinking about because I, I remember yeah. something to that effect. Um, now, Galen Merrick... He could, when Palpatine orders him to be killed, could he have been put in some sort of stasis and then the character you keep playing that he shoots out of the airlock, could that have been the clone? No, because I think it's specifically stated that the clones were grown from the char- from his 
dead body f- after the events of the first game. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not. So okay. there were no clones during the first game. So definitely, definitely, the the two in the second game are clones. Yes. Although the main character isn't sure if he's a clone or not, because yeah, his memory's that's... a bit patchy. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Well, maybe he could have been the real one if they, you know, if his. And I think it was left a bit ambiguous. I think you, as a reader or as a player, aren't yeah. supposed to know whether Basically. you're a clone or still the same character from the first game. Now, uh, this is, I'm gonna get into a little bit of like speculation here, or I'm curious where what you speculate, uh, Trevor, Trev. Um, but so. Both in that manga and in this game, and I guess in the in the in the real um, like in the movies, like Vader wants to have an apprentice to partner up with and like overthrow or take over Palpatine. Yeah. In the manga, he since you know he he's he he's a lot more talkative in the manga, as I yeah. stated. Um, he does say that his plan is to like he 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 wants a new era after he throws overthrows Palpatine. Like it's gonna be a new era for the galaxy. What do you think that era is like? Do you you know is what does he is is that a little bit of like hope or light side of of him just knowing that that Palpatine is not good for the Empire or for the galaxy and that he will maybe try to like do things for the better? Or is he just gonna is he just too deranged and insane or whatever at that point that it, he might be even worse than than Palpatine? Now, I mean we should mention that any such motivations aren't really given in these stories or especially yeah. in the manga so it it is hard to tell the whys and what's but for me it's it's almost it's less about taking the top job and taking control of the emperor more it's mm-hmm. about killing him for everything that he's done to him yeah so would it be fair to assume that that and if he does that i mean there would just be a i mean like like what always happens when you overthrow some sort of regime, and I think maybe this is where we need to bring back our our friend here and talk about what happens in a political vacuum. Um, yeah, let's let's bring Chris Kempshaw back to go. What exactly. do you think would happen based on <laughs> friend friend of the show, friend of the pod? Uh, but no, but you know, it's it's just interesting to think about. Like, so if if he he is driven by so much hatred that he wants to kill his own master, right? Which is possibly what most Sith. Uh, you know, apprentices do because that's the with the rule of two and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, but in this case, he the the main Sith is the ruler of the galaxy, the Emperor. So he kills like if he does kill Palpatine, if he if his plans do work out. I mean, I guess they sort of did, but there was a whole rebellion kind of like with him. Yeah. Um, but let's say that he does like if he had either successfully turned Luke as as a into a dark side user, or if or if if he had done that with Tao or with Galen, then for if he if you're saying he doesn't have any interest in actually ruling, 
there would have been no government then for a second? Or would he have been the one sitting on that throne? Well, I mean... Is, is this like a, like a Game a Game of Thrones type of thing where he is like the Jamie Lannister? He kills, he kills the king, but he doesn't sit on the throne. Therefore, he just waits until a Baratheon comes up and sits on the throne. I mean, there's always plenty of advisors under the em- emperor, and you got all the moths yeah. and stuff. I guess, I guess they just take over. Yeah, I guess one I know, of them it's just like... slips in there and. Vader's actually a bit more content, and maybe he just goes off to live a peaceful farming life afterwards. Him and his apprentice. Yeah. Maybe he goes off to tat- back to tattooing and become yeah, a. Because he'd have the peace and the security and the prosperity of his new galactic empire that he always wanted. Hmm. So, the um, yeah, that would have been an interesting turn of events, huh? Like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess I I don't know if you know. There's always going to be those people that were still very much like followers of the empire, right? But I guess if he had killed the emperor, the empire would have still existed. I guess he would still need a rebellion because, like, the people that were following the empire, the the true like believers, they would have still been doing bad things throughout oh, the yeah, galaxy, yeah. right? You know, you don't get so, to populate an entire empire with. You know, assholes, and then yeah, <laughs> you just get rid yeah. of a top guy. They don't just go. Oh, okay. wait a second. <laughs> so the story would have still possibly progressed similarly. Just Vader maybe would still be alive somewhere, be- being a, a a moisture farmer. Yeah. So that's what he knows how to do. <laughs> so what you've actually done is inadvertently lead us into another apprentice, and you didn't even realize I... you were doing this by talking no, this about. Is... This is uh, exactly my. This was exactly my plan, Trev. I didn't know this, but <laughs> because you're basically talking about a what if scenario. Mm-hmm. So, in the 2000s, Dark Horse released a comic series called Star Wars Infinities. So again, we've spoke about the Infinity subgenre. This yes. is, these are uh, the same sort of thing. So they did one for each of the three original trilogy. So one for Star Wars Empire Jedi, and mm-hmm. um, each one was based on. What if this didn't happen? Okay. So the first one was based on what if Luke missed that shot at the end of A New Hope. Oh. Uh, the Empire one was what if Luke died on Hoth after being attacked by the Wampa. Oh. And the third one was uh, what if what if um, Leia's negotiations with Jabba didn't work out the way we did in the movie. Uh, I think basically he when 3PO gets knocked over, his head falls off. Yeah. So then he can't translate what's being said, even though obviously uh-huh. Leia can speak basic under her helmet, and it all yeah. kicks off a big scuffle. So these three aren't directly linked. You know, each one is its own story. So the events of the A New Hope one don't lead into Empire because obviously it's changed everything. So in the first one, Luke doesn't make the shot. So the Empire but can basically destroy Yavin. Um, uh-huh. All the, the rebellion bigwigs are captured, including Leia. And Vader can sense the force in Leia, so he trains her for the next five years as his own apprentice. Whoa. So she becomes a dark force user. Oh! And then that Luke goes from... 
I think he goes straight to Dagobah. I think Obi-Wan must tell him to go to Dagobah. So he gets like five years training with Yoda instead of, you know, three days. <laughs> and it ends with a showdown on the Death Star between Luke and Leia. Oh, my God. But then Luke manages to turn Leia back by revealing that she's his sister. And then they gang up on Vader and the Emperor. Do you, I mean, that sounds extremely interesting, but I now have a, I have a question yes. about this. I mean, obviously, it's a very what if, I, you know, obviously, what if situation. But given, given Leia's sort of like upbringing with like Gail Organa, and you know, she's she's a rebel through and through. So for her to be like to be part a dark side user feels like a bit of a far stretch so a bit of a confession here i haven't read these oh <laughs> because you know how i feel about infinities and things that don't actually yeah. count yeah. Yeah. so i never read them it it just never appealed to me i had no interest but i do know about them um yeah. and i've done some research but i've never read them so one other really interesting take is that and I don't know which of the three series, they're only like four issues long each one. Mm-hmm. I don't know which of the series these this happens in. But Vader comes back to the light side and is alive. So he, you know, he turns away from the dark, but he's still in a mm-hmm. suit. And his suit becomes white. Oh. So like, you know, like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they even made an action figure of it, of like a, a white suited Vader. Nice. So he's still in the no, suit, but he's a good guy again. Interesting. No, I kind of, I mean, I, I do actually, I do like this sort of like alternate histories, like stories and all this kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. But yeah, no, I just bring up the thing about Leia just because I, I feel like Luke is like, is more likely to me to turn to the dark side than a Leia, for example, right? Because I mean, I don't Leia, know. Though, Leia is raised, uh, but Leia is raised a rebel, whereas Luke is a farmer. So I mean, just because of like you know, so years and years of training or upbringing, I feel like Luke, given the chance, like he would have been, you know, if he hadn't found Yoda and whatnot, he would have been. He's more likely to want to use the dark side than Leia would. See, I don't know, because Luke's a bit, you know, he's a bit whiny. He's a bit petulant. Um, yeah. He's a bit immature. But even just based on the Leia we see in A New Hope, like, she hates the Empire. Like, right. she's got proper anger issues and that yeah. passional hatred. That could easily be worked with by me. Yeah, so, so she could be her like like i said i haven't like, read her, them but her hatred could be yeah her her if, hatred could be twisted to yeah, if, and you if, know if vader of, was doing the same thing work with me and we yeah. can overthrow the emperor okay i could see that no yeah i'll 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 maybe i'll check these out because this sounds interesting to me um all right so that's how leia was in so leia was one of his apprentices <laughs> okay all right um so what else? What what other apprentices do we have? So we're going to hang around in the, the old Marvel comics a little bit now. Um, okay. Obviously, we had 
Cavan on my show last episode talking about some of these. So mm-hmm. hopefully everyone would have been intrigued and rushed out to buy some of the omnibuses. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about a guy called Flint. Flint. So in the original 77 Marvel run, so it's annual number three that came out in August 83. So we first meet Flint oh. and his best mate, Barney. As Does in, Flint have a last name? It might be Flintstone. <laughs> I know. And are Barney you, are you Rubble. Are you kidding me? So their names are Flint and Barney. I mean, where else is it going? I mean, no. From? I mean, I was, I, I was kind of hoping, but I didn't think it was no. actually going to happen. He, he's never given a last name. He's just Flint. Oh my. Okay. All right. Um, so the rebels like Han, Luke. Uh, no, sorry, Luke, Chewie, Lando, Leia, because Han's in Carbonite. Um, they're on this planet Belderon to do a mission. Uh, basically, you know, some Empire Rebellion shenanigans happen. Uh, some families are killed. But Flint, basically, Flint and Barney idolize Luke. You know, Flint's dad was a Jedi. He thinks he might have a power. Luke says, I can't train you because, you know, I don't know how to train anyone. Sorry. And Vader basically re- recruits this kid. Uh, but you don't see anything else. This is just in that one issue. And it's never come back to again until like over a year later in one other issue in issue 92. But I'm not going to talk about 92 yet because there's one other thing that's incredible about this Star Wars annual. Okay. Vader's on the bridge of a Star Destroyer and he's got a meeting with all his moths and whatnot. And there's he's got a guy. He's got a servant whose sole job, because he's in like four pages... His sole job is to polish Vader's boots. <laughs> He's literally there Amazing. with a cloth, polishing his boots in every single panel. That's his only job. That's like that's amazing. And I just, I just loved that take. I was like, why, why is that even a thing? I mean, why not? <laughs> so anyway, so we don't see Flint again until issue number ninety-two. Uh, uh-huh where he has a showdown with Luke and he basically, you know, he's, he's thrown in as a bad guy. Issue 92 is post Return of a Jedi now. Um, okay. And Luke keeps having these dreams about Vader, even though, you know, Vader's dead. He keeps having his dreams and he always wakes up just before the helmet comes off and he can't really figure it out. And then they hear about this, you know, force user. So they go to investigate and Luke's still having these dreams and Yoda and Ben appear to him in a dream and then it turns out it's not a dream it's actually just him communicating with them and the Vader that he's seeing is this other force user but because he'd only ever known Vader he didn't have the mental image to decipher what he was seeing which is why he was seeing Vader's suit because this other guy had a suit and eventually you know he worked out it's the same guy yeah and so Luke and Flint fight. Barney's there as well. Barney basically helps Flint come back to the light side. Okay. But what's interesting is that's actually the first visual representation of a duel between two Force users outside of the movies. Oh. Which is an interesting factoid. Yeah, but, that's a fun, you know. fun fact. Yeah. Yep, fun fact. Now, this is where things get a little bit weirder. So this guy, Flint... <laughs> Only turned up if in it those... isn't weird enough yet. <laughs> yeah, this guy Flint only turned up in those two issues, 
And then okay. in 2005, a guy called Abel Penner, who used to do a lot of Star Wars writing and blog posts and stuff, wrote an article called on the official website called Evil Never Dies, The Sith Dynasties, which is a full history of the Sith up until mm-hmm. now. And he made loads of connections between characters like Flint to bring other bits in. Uh, I basically said that Flint was being trained by Vader at the same time as Lumaya, who we're going to talk about shortly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the aim of them eventually facing off against each other uh, whoever won would then become his shadow hand. So whereas like Mara Jade was the Empress hand, Vader would have had one as well. Um, yeah. And said that, you know, after the events of issue 92, he was uh, taken prisoner by the re- rebellion. Well, it would have been the New Republic by that point. Kept in a prison cell made of Mandalorian iron for some reason. Um uh-huh. Went on to live a peaceful life, but then eventually got murdered by Lumaya. Okay. None of which is in the comic. You only find any of this out from this one article. <laughs> but we're going to talk about Abel Penner more. Uh, so I just mentioned Lumaya. I'm only going to talk about her briefly because we have spoken about her before. So yeah. she's the Dark Lady of a Sith that went undercover in the Rebellion Um got Luke set up for her own murder until Luke proved that he was innocent. Uh, started the, or as a big part of the Nagai Toph war that ended the Marvel run and then came back for Legacy of the Force series where she was the big bad but made Jason Solo turn into a Sith. But I'm sure you remember all of that. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. see, we don't need to talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I vaguely do. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't, we've talked about it before. Yeah. But I didn't read any of that stuff. So it's just like, <laughs> I, oh yeah. I, I You've mentioned, I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that, I've heard that name before. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Okay, so how many have we spoke about? So we spoke about Galen Marek and his two clones. So that's three. We spoke about, spoke yes. about Tau, uh, yes. four. We spoke about Flint, that's five. We spoke about Lumaya, that's six. Leia. Leia. But seven. Got one more. I, th- I, I only have one more, and this yeah, this is gonna take take some doing. Okay. So we're gonna talk about Karis. So Karis appears in again the Marvel Comics Annual One from December seventy nine. So she's a you know this is one of those words, but you've seen in print and you've never actually had to say until the moment you go to say it, you're like, how the hell is that <laughs> pronounced? So she's a sky tree. Sakatiri, female. Uh, (laughs) So they're they're basically like humanoid, you know, arms and legs with massive wings. Oh. But like maybe a bit reptilian. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing seeing it. Seeing it. I just Googled an image to see. They kind of look like a gargoyle. Yeah, something like that. So, again, not much of what I'm about to tell you is really conveyed in that comic it comes from various other sources and articles but she runs this planet sky she's basically the the governor of this planet sky and luke and all go there and they basically think that luke might be connected to a prophecy of being the one you know Mm -hmm. very familiar like his dad Mm -hmm. uh yes so he and he helps 
defeat and overthrow Sky. So at the very end of the comic, one of the Rebels' allies on this planet tell a story of three Jedi that visited the planet during the Clone Wars. Now, again, things like the Clone Wars weren't mentioned very often in the old Marvel comics. You know, it was all kind of off limits. So... And I may have told this Which story I kind of, here before. I mean, it's it's interesting though, right? That it's like it's since 1979, they've Clone Wars have been a thing. Yeah, well, they mentioned in A New Hope. Right. Yeah, you in the Clone Wars, right? But yeah. It's like yeah. Anyways, it's just that it's just been around for the whole time, and it's it's just anyways. Keep going. So, the ally tells a story that three, during the Clone Wars, three Jedi visited that planet: Obi Wan and Anakin. And an A N other. Mm. It's implied that the three Jedi are Obi Wan, Anakin, and Darth Vader, as in yeah. two separate people. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, you've. I feel like you, yeah. you've mentioned this before. Yeah. And then Darth Vader returns to the planet. Yeah. Once the Empire's taken over and become the Empire, and he's the one that puts Karis in charge after training her how to use the dark side. Yeah. Because at the very end, Luke says, you know, who was, who was the other Jedi? That's right. No, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Who was the other Jedi? And they turn around to Luke and says, you're carrying his lightsaber. So that's defining that there's three separate people. And the Anakin and Vader were two separate people. Yeah. I remember that. So that one is a bit of a stretch about Apprentice, but it does specifically say that Vader trained her. Now, obviously, the idea that Anakin and Vader were two separate people isn't something that could carry on in storytelling. But, and that's quite a big yeah. plot hole. Now, Abel Penner, who I spoke about just now with the Evil Never Dies Sith Dynasties, this is the sort of thing he loved. So... He wrote a story called Skywalkers, Skywalkers, Mm -hmm. S-K-Y-E, Walkers, which is also the name of the planet. And he retconned the third Jedi into being a character called Halagad Ventor. Now, (laughs) Halagad Ventor first appeared in one of the West End Games adventure modules. But pretty soon, Abel was using him so much in these short stories and behind-the-scenes stuff that when it came down time to give this guy you know an illustration for some article or something they used Abel Penner's face as the guideline so you know like Tuckerisms where people put name a character or something and make it sound like their best friend's name that's like this is like Tuckerism gone insane you know he's the actual (laughs) character so he wrote Uh a short story about how Halligad Ventor was it was all about that mission and Halligad Ventor was the third uh, Jedi on that mission and at some point, Halligad and Anakin had had to swap lightsabers, which is why he, they were able to say to Luke, you carry the lightsaber and it be Anakin's and not Darth Vader's or something along those lines. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a bit of a stretch there too, but <laughs> sure. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> massive gotta, stretch. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta at least, uh, you know, commend them for effort and trying to like. Yeah, you, that. I mean, 
you know, you could have just forgotten about this one comic. Um, So what I I didn't want to do with any of these apprentices is, apart from the last one, I wanted to make sure that they were were all, you know, actual bona fide apprentices. So that's why we haven't spoke about Inquisitors or Dark Jedi or anything like this. You know, these are proper one-on-one committed apprentices of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Well, yeah, because... Yeah, because the Inquisitors work under him, but he's not really training them, right? I mean, he might have... Yeah, I mean, he definitely trains them in the canon comics, but they don't work for him. You know, they're they're employed by the Emperor, I guess. True, 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 true. Um, and I think one of the, you know, one of the fa- foundational principles of being Anakin's Vader's apprentice is that you're kept a secret from Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah, because and then the so the only, the only real like, Anakin, apprentice would really still be Ahsoka. Yes. Yes. All right. Despite us just spending uh, an episode talking about other apprentices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like before he even turns to the dark side, the only as him as a Jedi, he only really ever had Ahsoka, as far as we know. Yeah, so this is, while we're talking about Ahsoka, this is a thought that struck me, and I wanted to talk to you about it while we're recording. So when I was watching Rebels, and I watched Twilight of the Apprentice and uh, World Between Worlds, mm-hmm. does Vader think he killed Ahsoka, or does he know she got pulled out by Ezra? Oh, gosh. I... I mean, it's been a minute since I've watched that episode, but I feel like... Well, because they're fighting on Malika, aren't they? And the door the door goes down, yeah. and then the temple blows up. Um, you know, and at that point, she was dead. Yeah. Vader had killed her. And then later, Ezra pulls her out yeah. from that point in time. But does Vader know she got pulled out? My assumption is that he doesn't. So as far as Vader's like concerned, he has killed his apprentice at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was my my feeling at the time. This is again again like I don't I can't remember exactly, but I feel like when I watched it, my assumption was that Vader thought that he had killed Ahsoka. So it'd be nice which... to have something that addressed that and what he how he felt. Yeah, I mean. Could we? It's I don't know. Maybe maybe that's addressed in in the Ahsoka show. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, because Hayden is now back in in Star Wars world. So yeah, and there's you know, I'm not going to talk about any of the rumors or supposed leaks that I've seen about the show, but you know, it, it might be addressed. Yeah, that's I I I have no. I'm, I I have no ideas of any rumors or leaks or anything, so I <laughs> I spend far too long on certain Reddit <laughs> channels. Yeah, I mean, I I have watched. I'm I'm back to watching trailers again, Trev. So I have watched the trailer <laughs> to, of Ahsoka. I've watched it every time there's a new one. I've I've seen it and TV spots, but I I haven't gone um, beyond that. So I have no idea. But I could see. Yeah, I could see a a re. You know. So, th- so yeah. So for any of our listeners, this is I'm 
not spoiling anything with any knowledge of anything real because it's completely just out of my head. So I'm with you guys. And yeah, I mean, I could see a situation where now that Hayden is is back in, in, in the fold that they might bring him in for some flashback or something because I don't think that they will do a... I don't see a reason for an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. Well, no, they've started... That's um, been talked about in the last couple of days. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so apparently Ewan really wants to do it. And he's f- pitching ideas. And uh, I, th- I think it must have been a Deborah Chow interview where she basically said, literally the second that they stopped filming the last scene, he ran up to her and went, I've got ideas. <laughs> season okay. two. No, it was an Did interview with them. Did he come with, um, up with ideas for season one? I think he came up with some of it, but I also know that was a, in a long time development hell originally pictured as a okay. movie. Yeah. It was an interview with Lyra Blair, the, the young girl who played Leia. It was an interview okay. with her, and she said that. But apparently, I mean, yeah, she's there's great. Of that. So more of her, more of her will be great. And, it, you know, hopefully, you know. Well, even she said age, she didn't so think it made sense for her to be in it. Because yeah. you. You don't want to over-egg exposure to vote between those two characters. True, true. I don't know. I, I mean, I liked her. I liked that whatever she, you know, her with with Obi Wan was interesting. Um, but to me, the the series was at its strongest, like when he was just depressed in in Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's why I'm like, if we just get more of that, then I, that'd be interesting. That'd be great. But but the I, whole point is, by the end of a show, he's he's less depressed. I guess so. You know, he's he's happy that he's had the guilt of leaving Anakin or Mustafar lifted from him because Vader tells him that, you know, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. So he's got that guilt yeah. lifted. He's back in touch with the Force. He's got, you know, renewed purpose. So, yeah, yeah less depressed. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I don't need a, a I, I'm not going to be unhappy if there's a season two. Because any new Star Wars is good, it's, it's good <laughs> yeah. to have in the world, but I just don't need it. Um, <laughs> but it'd be interesting if they do bring some, yeah, some sort of Anakin flashbacks with Ahsoka, because that'd be cool to sort of to see like Rosario Dawson with like Hayden, like as, yeah, you know, together. Um, but well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I guess. we'll start finding out on Tuesday. Tuesday well, Wednesday two, for me. Yeah, in in two days time we will get two episodes and maybe we can do something about the the show later on and see how it connects to some of the many legend stories and canon stories that we cuz with something like this they'll also pro, you know they'll rewrite some more things that we may have established as canon already like in the some of the, like the Ahsoka novel that's yeah. already been kind of like rewritten a little bit, so so we'll you know we'll see we'll, what we'll do what something. Stays yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else that we're missing here, Trev? Nope. But you know, if if you're listening and I have missed out on any one of Anakin or Vader's apprentices, then you know, let me know. Yeah, let's do it. Let us know. And where can people let us know about this? That would be our Discord, right, Trev? 
Yes, <laughs> that's how I transition into our outro segment. But yeah, join our Discord if you haven't. It's uh, I'll do the. I'm gonna read the thing. We have a very active community there sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of Ahsoka or any other show on Disney Plus. Reading along the newest book release. What's the newest? I haven't. What's the newest book release? Uh, so, Inquisitor: Rise of a Red Blade was the last one. Okay, so people are talking about that possibly. They're also selling their books and collectibles and sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. So if you haven't joined, just head on over to utini.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button on that page. Trev hangs out in there. I hang out in, hang out in there sometimes too. So just send us a message. I'll be posting some pictures of that manga that I thought were hilarious um, or interesting to look at of a skinny Chewbacca. Um, so yeah, <laughs> go see it. Um, if not on Twitter, Trev, where can people find you? I mean, sorry, so, if not on Discord, people can possibly not. Oh yeah, is it X? Right. Yes. That well, w- whatever. Um, so we are at SWArchivesPod on Twitter and Instagram. I start making the yes. Instagram now, and I'm yes. at David Todd on Twitter. Or again, you know, just hang around with Discord. Yes, that is definitely the best place to reach out to us. Let us know if we missed out on any apprentices. Uh, so, yeah, and this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us through the Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. We just recently did a Patreon-exclusive Trev. Should yes. we talk about it a little bit? Yeah. Yes, we did. So I'm sure this will get uh, brought up. I know Tim was talking about it on Cosmic Force. I don't know when it's going to get released. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about these books on here before. So The Servants of the Empire, full book, junior reader series by the amazing Jason Fry. So myself, Jose, our colleagues, Tim, Oz, and Jared all sat down to do a patron-exclusive mm-hmm. roundtable rambling about these books and how everyone who's ever read them says they're amazing and they don't get enough love and what we all yeah. thought about them. Yeah, and I and I did read them too. So Jose I, read I, the I books. Yes, see, like I'm doing, I'm doing so much better in this. <laughs> where I'm doing, I'm doing research and reading things again. Um, no, but that was a fun time, um, and I think we could have easily talked for even longer about those books. But yeah, it was. I know it was Oz is desperate hour, to do a part two. Oh, <laughs> of course he is. Yo, he, he. I think it's hilarious that his favorite. He said his favorite out of the four books was the fourth one. And that's also the one that he criticizes the most. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, I wish they had done this. I wish they had that. They didn't. And I'm like, so how, why is this your favorite one if you like hate on it so much? But anyways, that's just part of it. Um, go subscribe to Patreon and have a listen because I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, uh, Jerry it was a did fun a time. I really job. enjoyed it. Yeah, he, he did a really good job coming up with questions for us to talk about and, uh, you know, as sort of like the question moderator, perhaps, or something. Yeah. But then Tim also kind of like organizing it. So kudos to to them both and to you and us for getting everyone else to read these books because they are, yeah, they're great. So where can you get that? Patreon.com slash Utini. Subscribe listen to it that's one of the you know member exclusives that you can get besides that you also get access to our shows and episodes uh two weeks in advance so do it what's uh, not to love exactly so 
thank you. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. Thank you, Trev, for doing this with me every couple, every two weeks or whatever, however often we do it. Sometimes it's every every week. I don't know. Um, and yeah, thank you all for, uh, thank, thank you for, for listening and continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And I kind of fumbled through that outro, but that's fine. <laughs> so with that, I can now say radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.